Hello and welcome back to the SalesBet podcast. Not virtual this week, which means we can actually have a conversation. Um, this week we're actually going to touch on some maybe some embarrassing stories, what it's like working for an agency, um, what our careers have been like, the ups and downs, the highs and lows. Um, last week's episode is on YouTube under the SalesBet banner and also you can connect with myself, Jake Harris and Chris Slater on LinkedIn. Um, but Chris, kick us off this week uh, with potentially one of your lows on the agency career, I'm sure there are many. Yes, there are. Yeah. I just want to say hello, everybody. We are we're filming live from Chelmsford in our biosecure bubble. Um, we've both got aftershave on because we're in person for the first time <laughs> in a while, and we are filming for the only way is Essex afterwards. So happy days. Um, I mean, yes, kicking off with hashtag agency life is it's commonly known yes. in our sector. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of lows, I think I, I I always cast back to one meeting I had when I was sort of an up and comer, and I was asked, how old were you? I think I was 22, mm. so I just started at um, my first place of work, yeah. and I'd basically been asked to, to chair a meeting, which I was so not ready for. What uh, was your role at that, that, that time? I was an onboarding executive, so I was responsible for bringing, when we'd made a point of sale, bringing the client on board, owning the relationship, working with the project manager, mm. getting them up and running, and then into the business for sort of BAU life, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's quite in the deep end, actually, as a first role. It is, yeah, it was great. I had an amazing boss. I got to learn about the business. Almost I like, had a lot of, I had a good role scope without a lot of like deliver, delivery responsibility, yeah. which was right for learning at the time. Yeah, of course. Um, and I just wasn't ready for chairing the meeting. And my boss was trying to empower me, and it was brilliant. And I progressed so quickly under that specific boss. He was amazing. Um, but it was like head of marketing in there. There, there was some real, real uh, you know, what we call big guns. Yeah. Um, and I was just a bit rattled, I guess. With the client. Yeah, yeah. There, there was there was five of our our own team in our, in our boardroom. It was right in the middle of the office. There was five of five or six of them. I can imagine you shaking before you went in, mate. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I think you know when when you first speak, you kind of know, okay, like you know, you're gonna be okay this meeting, or you're gonna not. Be. Yeah. And I think after the the introductions, I was like, I am beep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but that was that was that was a challenge because after that, they sort of came back to my boss and said, listen, we don't think he's ready to manage our account. Mm. Um, which is a bit of a setback to in your first role. Yeah. So how did it like did that knock the confidence a little bit? It did, but my boss told me straight away, which mm. which could have gone either way. I yeah, think yeah. he sort of saw what I might have potentially be made of and that as a sports player again, you know, it's okay to receive these setbacks and mm. you know, we're not we're not we're nowhere near perfect, we're still learning now. Yeah. But we want to talk about our experiences so other people can relate. Yeah. Um and yeah, just just had to gain the trust back of a client gradually. Um So what was the meeting about? Was it an introduction of um well, the services you're going to deliver and how yeah. you're going to do it. And so you opened up the meeting. Yeah. And you, what, was a little quiver in the voice? Yeah, it was a bit like, <laughs> um, okay, we're going to go around the room and I could feel myself introducing the team and I interviewed people, I'm Chris and this is what I do. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> um, but we got through the meeting, but it yeah, was a yeah. case where like the other team members really had to get behind me yeah. and, and make sure that we carried ourselves okay as a company. Yeah. Um, do you it, think that's held you in like good stead if you, when you're managing SDRs or managing account yeah. managers yourself? Because you've been in that situation yeah. yourself and you know that obviously it's so easy to get confidence knocks in yeah. an agency, it's so easy to mess up with the client, put your foot in it, whatever you might do. Yeah. So do you have like sympathy now when you're training up these account execs or wherever it might be and because you, you've done it operationally mm-hmm. with those situations so you, you're never hard on your team if they make up a mistake as well? Yeah, 100% and I think that's critical for, you know, we've both sort of been in more junior management roles, I guess. Yeah. You know, we manage sales teams, but it's to do with like sales development reps and business development guys. Um, and it's yeah, it's not it's it's been there for them and it's helping them. You know, 
sales is a lonely world. Yeah. If you're going to create those silos, you know, not from a wealth of experience, but it's like, how do we help, you know, up and comers? How do we support them in their meetings? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think I've sort of, I just wanted to, so, so one of the funniest stories I have of our office was we employed a full-time cleaner where I used to work. And I always remember, and I don't want to be horrible, but I remember her going into the shower because we had a shower in the office to clean it. And she sort of came out, as you can imagine, she accidentally turned the tap on while she was in there. <laughs> and she came and walking through the office. I'm not being horrible, but it was just something that always sticks out to me. Like yeah, yeah. anybody that's listened to this that I used to work with will remember that very well. It was just one of those sort of like comedy gold moments. Um, that's quite but yeah, enough place. about me. Yeah, I've, yeah. Uh, I've embarrassed myself enough to kick us off. So you've got to step up now. Embarrassing story. Well, for me, one of the worst ones for me is when I started my first ever job was account manager. And that was sort of like a bit of the deep end. And there wasn't so much support in my first role um, because I was sort of the first account manager they brought on. It was like a growing agency. And they had a client who was uh, recruitment based in Surrey. And I just passed my test at that time and I didn't really, like, not just passed my test, I just got my first car after uni. And, mate, I was, I basically drove to Surrey, like this on the motorway anyway, yeah. because I'd driven on the motorway like three times. So I'm, I'm just like sweating anyway in my yeah. suit and stuff. Couldn't find a parking space. And I went into this, this client and we did an email marketing services for them. And the lady in there, she bullied me, mate, in terms of like, I didn't know what I was doing. I, it was my, one of my first meetings. She was walking off. She, I was left, it was basically in this room with four desks and they were all recruitment consultants and I'm trying to sell more email services and she's picking up the phone when I'm mid-sentence. Yeah. I'm sitting there in my little notebook like trying to act like the account listen, manager yeah, yeah. and then there's the boss comes out and he's just starts shouting out, anyone sandwiches, teas up, like that. And I'm trying to do this sales meeting and in the end, I don't think I actually said what I wanted to say. I basically just sat there and ended up watching her do her job for about 20 <laughs> minutes. And then I sort of got back to my car. I had a parking ticket. Yeah. It's not ideal, is it? Yeah. <laughs> went back to the office and um, I sort of was like, yeah, it went, went brilliantly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it went really, really well because it was one of my first meetings out on my own. And I was just so nervous about messing up, which I did. And I sort of said, yeah, no, they're, they're going to go ahead with email services. And then I was like, because now I've got to like, sign the client. So I then done it on the phone and I managed to actually sell what I wanted yeah. to sell on the phone. But being in that first meeting, I'm like, I don't know about you, but when you're in a meeting on your own for the first time, you can't rely on your colleagues there to bail you out. When you stumble, when you fumble, it's all on you. And mate, from that point on, I, I hated going to that client. Not because they were a bad client, they weren't, they were a good client, but because I just thought that they thought I was amateur yeah. and I was just poor and I was just a waste of time me being there. And every time I went there, they basically just made me a cup of tea and I didn't do it. Like, they just had a conversation with like how their weekend was yeah. it wasn't ever about the work it's, it's, awful, it's, it's, it's hard because it's like you it's like we said touched on last week you, you have one chance to kind of introduce yourself yeah and first impressions count particularly as an agency it's everything especially in so you know when you're a client face let's strip it away from sales when you're a client face you know and also your you know job titles they don't mean everything but some people can be predetermined with their opinion of you. Of course they can. I mean, it's quite hard to sometimes overcome, you know, if you're like an account executive or mm. account director and that, you know, they want, you know, even more. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. Um, and again, there is nothing wrong with failing, guys. No. We're, we're, we're not going to try and inspire you and sort of, you know, go down that route. But Everybody fails. They do. Everybody. And, it, and it's about, you know, how you, you work, you know, 
you, you can always try and proactively stop that from happening. That's great, but it it does happen. Anything can happen in work. Yeah. And what, what I learned on my one is that honesty matters because when I went back to the office and said it worked, yeah. I I d- double put myself in a position where now my colleagues. If they didn't think I was going to do it, they thought maybe I was. Lo- and honestly, always if you have a bad meeting or if the cl- you didn't make a sale in a in a meeting, don't feel embarrassed about that. Yeah. Sales is difficult, and that was my first job. One of my first meetings on my own. And from that point on, it was just like be honest with your team, be honest with it. Okay to fail. Like they were still a client. You can. There's always yeah. another bite of the cherry. Um, but yeah, mate, everybody fails. Everybody, and it's embarrassing when it does. Yeah. And, that's the, and it's the worst thing as well sometimes is when you do it in front of your colleagues because you want their respect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you say something wrong and then someone comes up to you after a meeting and like, you shouldn't have said that. You're like, yeah. what? Like, why didn't I yeah, do that? Yeah, but then you almost have to put it back on them and say, well, listen, what would, you know, not be like, okay, well, what would you have done better? Be like, but listen, I want to learn from it. Mm. Let's take a step back. Mm. In your role, if you're going to call me out for that, what would you recommend next time I do better? And yeah. I'll take that on board. Um, yeah, hundred percent. And that's probably the best way you could ever approach something like that because you know there are, you know, we've come from you know, smaller agencies or mid mid sized ones. Yeah. And everybody knows everybody, so you yeah. know you get a real good grasp of what you know. You know people inside out. Mm. They you see them more than your family sometimes, which is you know most times. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. But in a larger corporate world, you know, I can't really compare to that, so I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah. But I know I know what some of the politics can be in those areas. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and I think. You can actually hide at a big company. Yeah. You can if you do you can hide away and if you've got a massive team, say twenty marketing team in the team or twenty salespeople, you make a mistake, you can probably hide. When you're in a small company, everything's out in the open yeah. and every pound matters, every client matters and stuff like that. And it almost adds the pressure yeah. um, onto that. Following on from your first job as an onboarding exec. Were you still making mistakes even when you made that step up to account manager? Because I'm still making mistakes today. Yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's point like, let's just jump in with that. Like, we still make mistakes every day. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a sm- smaller scale. Yeah. Um, and we're always learning. I think now, now probably where we sort of move to of our careers is you proactively know where you want to, where you need to improve. We know ourselves a bit more. Yeah. You're and, so more self-aware. Yeah. And, you know, we, 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 we both probably mentor people along the way. And mm. it's like, you know, you spot things in there and you try and help them on on their path. But we, we mentor people now, mm-hmm. but we're still being mentored by, yes, exactly, by yeah. you know, R&D or yep. sales leaders that are helping you out yeah. or someone outside the business. Whereas a family member, you're still getting mentors through, throughout yeah. life and stuff like that. You mentioned earlier that sales is one of the most loneliest jobs, yeah. which which obviously it is. How do you cope with that, with that element of sales when the game gets tough and you're on your own? Mm-hmm. How do you push through and get the motivation sometimes to... Yeah. I think I always, I've always been closely knitted with the business. Mm. So when times do get tough and you might be, you know, short on leads or things aren't closing when you want them to, or a client's not ready, you can't push a client. Like you know, they come first. They, they're gonna go with something. They're gonna go with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's transparency. It's the bit before that that leads up to those. If you don't make things easy for your company to to get you as mm-hmm. a salesperson, and you act as a cowboy, then mm. you're gonna be in a lonely situation. Yeah. So I think you always need to be transparent with the business, you know, not fudge your forecast, not be unrealistic with timelines, mm-hmm. and really try to give them the the because they've got they've got to manage the, the bigger you know the growth mm. of the company, and you can't you, you know you're responsible for that yeah for feeding into it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a it's a good question. It'd be mm. sort of interesting to see what your take on it as well. For me, sometimes you like, you can go f- if you're all like generating your own leads. Let's say you're not just closing within the business, and you're responsible for generating leads on a consistent basis, and either passing them on to a sales manager to close or trying to close them as well yourself. 
you can go four or five days, sometimes longer, with not even hearing a peep back. Yeah. You can hit voicemails all the time, empty, uh, cold replies to cold emails, no one getting back to you, unsubscribes, um, bounces, LinkedIn, you know, no one replying. But then you get that one. And in that, in that period, like the four or five days, if you do feel like giving up, you, you've, and you are self-critical, you're like, I'm a shocking salesperson. Yeah. Because no one's replying. And you keep trying to tweet your sales message, which is good, obviously, but sometimes you overdo it because you're thinking about how poor you are as a salesperson, no one's replying. And then it's weird because maybe three days on the bounce, you'll get lead, interest, because yeah. having more information, and it just makes up for all them five days of when you're just feeling like, yeah. You know, so the, the message I've got for myself every day is just keep doing it every day and just go through the process every day. Hit the numbers you need to hit. You know, everyone probably worked out how many calls or emails you need to send to get replies to get sales. And you have to just hit them every day, even when you're not getting responses. So, but you, you, you can go like four or five days and you have awful weeks and then you have amazing weeks. Yeah. But over a period of time, over a year, you, you hit a baseline, obviously, yeah. total leads per, per year. Yeah. I think the, the buzz is like what you said. It's like the, 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 we've spoken about the low moments, but there are some incredible highs. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit like sport. It's like yeah. because it's when you not break into a business, but when you finally see yourself making a difference there. Mm. And again, it's not like we don't just you know we're not. This isn't to plug products or anything like that. But we don't sell just a service. It's like you know we align with the business and prove value. Yeah. So how do we impact top line growth by ROI and by doing better things with them? Yeah. Um, now that's so powerful when you you know company goes Joe what I really actually see this working mm. and then it's like okay well it's, it's sort of game on Let, let's form a partnership and let's make it let's take it forwards together yeah and you're like you want to ring all your mates up and all your mates you know if I rang you or you rang me to be like well that's him sorted he's happy yeah um, the buzz of getting that sale though you yeah you do get a feeling of like when the when the agreement comes back and you get that notification that they've signed it yeah that satisfaction of you know what the last three months of pitches and presentations and yeah. selling the business and selling yourself it's almost like a satisfaction because you know that they've got trust and conviction in you as a person and in the business and that is your job to, to make Correct. yourself seem trustful to or be trustful to the to the client as to the fact that they part with money it's not easy to part money with somebody and particularly if you're coming out from a cold angle yeah if you can then display value and then Develop that trust in that relationship between yourself and another person. I always think of it as well that people are humans. That they're, they're not. They might be sales director, the biggest company in the world, right? But they're just another. They come home every night. They've got a family. They probably watch the same stuff you do on Netflix. And there was always a thing when I was younger about being so nervous to make that call yeah. because it's just like I don't want to get that rejection. But. If people are just we we're all humans. We all just have a conversation, and that's the job is just to have conversations with people, and and try and deliver them value. A hundred percent agree. Yeah, I hope they don't watch the same things with me on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty little lies, isn't that? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the people element is so important. It's like even when you go into a company, you know, when you go through those moments where you you know you you are a junior and you're with a CMO or CTO, or whatever. And you're like, oh my god, this is a bit daunting. Like they are real people. Exactly. And I've been an account manager or, or an executive level and sat in a room with a CMO and I haven't been running the meetings, but they've almost been like more warmly drawn towards me. So now I'm a you know, I'm a junior mm. and they want to almost like help me on my journey. Mm. 
Whereas would they be that forgiving with someone higher up the food chain? Yeah. On our side, maybe not. Yeah. Um, and that is the importance ultimately. Like you, you can never be a one man band when you go in to see a client. Yeah. Um, yes, you can manage the relationship, you know, day in day out like that. But you have you're a team. Yeah. Right. It's very specialised. The areas we work in, like you know, marketing, it's, you can't be a jack of all trades. Yeah, you need to come at it from different angles, don't you? Everyone's got yeah. different skill sets. Someone might be more persuasive than another person. Yeah. Another person might be able to deliver a pitch better. Yeah. And you're right. When you've got a team hitting it from all angles, they just trust what you're offering. They do. Yeah. And I, th- I and think you make that sale. Hundred percent. I think the, the good thing I would like to get your thoughts on this is that I sometimes treat a pitch or a bigger presentation as a meeting as a performance. Mm. Now, that's quite, you know, I want to be transparent. No, you're absolutely, you're 100% now on the head. That, that, that doesn't mean that we go in there and we'd be fake and be like, you know, this is a, you know, but, but you put in so much preparation with a client. So you spend time scoping things out, mm. mapping their, their, their people, process, technology, uh, campaigns, whatever that might be, mm. really getting to know their business. Yeah. And how that can then relate to whatever you're talking to them about. Mm. And then you go, okay, well, this is how it comes to life. And you have to be energetic you, have, you, you can you can bounce you can have a conversation in a performance yeah but Mate, I, I, you, you've hit the nail on the head there and i think it is right to it's not being fake that's not the right thing yeah. but you have to manage yourself and your the way i mean i've seen a picture i don't actually seen this video going around of this primary school teacher right. he's in the corridor and you can hear all these kids making so much noise and literally, the, the teacher stops, it's on the CCTV, stops in the corridor, he takes a deep breath and he goes, smiles and walks in the classroom. Yeah. And it's just like, he's getting ready to go into an environment yeah. where he has to be enthusiastic, yeah. he has to have a smile on his face, even if he's having the worst day in the world. And so you're absolutely right. What I try to do is, I've read a couple of books, um, I think it's, I can't actually remember the name of the book now, but it's called State Management. And what you do is you get yourself into a state before you go into um, a meeting where you put yourself in a positive state. So even if you're on a bad day, you literally take 10 seconds before the meeting, deep breath, you smile, you think of something that you've had a good time previously, and then you just go into and have the performance because your state is up there, you're enthusiastic, you're sharp, and you're right, your hand gestures matter, your body language matters, your eye contact matters, the way you deliver and pronounce certain words and emphasize some things really, really matter. So it is a performance because if you just went in there and you're having a bad day and you went, it's hard. Hi, yeah, it's we're really from hard. Harrison Wild next year, and basically, um, we've got this. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. They want to feel that you're going to give them value. Yeah. And the way to do that is to pep yourself up like an actor, mm-hmm. get into the role of a salesperson and the role of somebody that can help somebody, and ultimately that happens. That yeah. does come true. Whereas if you went in there a bit downbeat and didn't really care, that's the other thing. You have to care. You know when people say. You have to care about the product, otherwise you can't sell it. I never used to think that was true. Mm-hmm. I always used to think, well, no, you can. It's, that's just selling. But if you don't care about the product, they can see it straight away. If you don't believe in the product, they can see through it straight yeah. away. Yeah, it's, it's it, you're representing the people in that room as well. Mm. So you you'd have been speaking to a stakeholder, and they might be taking you in to to show their boss for sign off or. Yeah. And if you go and just be like, you know, that, in the game of guys, this is really hard to do all the time because you know mental. We're going to speak about mental health and things like that further down the line. Yeah. But you can't, if you're in a bad mood, you can't combat that sometimes. It's very hard. Mm. Um, It is sometimes better to talk to the team about it. Again, you know, I've very rarely seen that done, but it's just something where you know you might be able to do to combat it. Mm. But you have to be energetic, you have to be passionate, you have to range your voice, you have to show, you have to navigate a room, you have to say, listen, how does that relate to um, you in your your marketing role? How does that relate to you in your technical role? Yeah. Everyone's got their own agendas, and it's about bringing that together 
to achieve a common goal. We spoke about that last week. Yeah. You get one shot at that. Yeah. Because you can't then go in and just repaint a vision because they'll go, no, these guys only do X, Y, and Z. They don't yeah. do A, B, C. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, this is really good that we decided to get this out and talk about it because we think a lot of this is not daily struggles, but these are challenges people go, you know, not just in sales, but mm. client faces. Can't it's really, really relatable. Definitely. Um, I don't know about people that are watching it, but I'm really enjoying creating these and having these conversations yeah. because like you say, it's good to get certain things on your, off your chest. Uh-huh. We know certain things about what we do. There are some things that we're still learning. There are things that you're teaching me and I'm, I'm teaching exactly. you in that, in that respect. So, you know, these, this piece of content, you know, is just out there and hopefully people can get some value from that as well. Um, so thank you for everybody for listening on this week's episode. It was so much better doing it yeah. in, in a room. Obviously, yeah. um, that only permits if you can work in the same space. Um, hopefully, in the, over the next few months, we can get into a nice studio and start getting you know proper recording and production up and stuff like that. But in the meantime, if anyone wants to subscribe to the South Spect uh, podcast, it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's on Google Podcasts. Did you even know it's on Google? Wait, I just thought I thought it was on the BBC, but uh, <laughs> no, it's on LinkedIn. Um, we post it as well. Your comments are appreciated, negative and positive. Anything you want to hear about, any suggestions or anything you want us to discuss and learn about, we'll be happy to have those conversations. Um, tell the people, thank you. No, thank you very much. I think one hundred percent agree with Jake. Just want to say, you know, the people that are getting behind it is and feeding back. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, we're going to start going down some different angles with this as well. You know, we've planned out where this with this first series. We're going to do eight, eight episodes. Yeah. We're going to keep on the topic of sales. Yeah. Um, and client facing roles. We're going to bring in a, a, a huge special guest right at the end of the series. So you can Absolutely buzzing. Watch this space for that one. Um, we've got a lot of things in the, in the pipeline. Yeah. And we're going to start up on. We literally this is just the content for now. We're going to be. Um, starting up a few di- um, digital channels mm-hmm. uh, Instagram um, doing smaller clips and stuff like that yeah. we'll let everybody know when that comes out um, so let's see where this goes let's keep having these conversations it's yeah. great to have another conversation with you in person so lovely thank you everybody for listening thank you guys take care and we'll see you next week